0: All right, welcome back to From Arbitration. And today's going to be an episode where I'm going to be speaking to some business agents where I'm going to say, I hate to tell you that I told you so, but I told you so. <laughs> uh, some of you business agents that are cowards, I hate to tell you that I told you so, but today I'm going to show you I told you so. Uh, why the things that you do are so important, why we have to see into the future on certain situations that we're dealing with, such as this falsification of hip training or hero training. As a business agent, you have to see into the future, and you have to predict the future, unfortunately. Uh, Some are very gifted at it. Some don't know their ass from a hole in the ground and don't have a clue what's going on, and that's evidenced by some of these B-team decisions that we're seeing come across. Y'all have no clue how to see into the future, uh, this podcast we have been doing things for seven, eight months that some of these business agents are just now picking up on. That national is just now picking up on. Um, I see finally the NLC uh, website is starting to pirate some of the things off of this podcast. I don't care about that. If it helps somebody, good. Take all you need to off of this podcast, off of the material. That's fine but you have to be able to see things into the future and that's what you have to do with this our office time when we i was harping on it big time way back when this heat training i came down on it so hard uh, like i did because you have to understand the game and uh, unfortunately some of these regions are screwed with your business agents but i am going to show you what i'm talking about today with some of these things First off, uh, UPS in Michigan uh, reached out to me this week saying they're uh, listening to me. Uh, some of their brothers in New York and also California reached out uh, saying that they're listening to Formate Arbitration. Hey, we're pulling for you. Uh, as brothers and sisters together, united in the labor front, I'm pulling for you. I hope you get everything that you asked for. I really do. Um, I understand that the business that you're in, you know, we do the same thing. Uh, and so I hope that you get everything that you ask for. And that's coming from somebody that's in, in labor in and the labor movement uh, with the NLC to you and the Teamsters. Uh, good luck to you. And um, I think you got strong leadership. And so hopefully everything comes out well for you. And I'm thinking about you. But thank you all for reaching out to me. And so gave you a little shout out there. Uh, Last week's episode, I was saying things about our leadership and about the inability to get involved to help with this heat training, uh, their refusal to talk to the news media. Although the news media is begging for this, um, I've had three newspapers call me (laughs) about uh, my podcast, about the episodes, um, three newspapers so far. I've had two message me besides that. Um, so I don't understand the union. Maybe they have something in writing where they can't talk to the media. I think that's absolutely catastrophically stupid, uh, to do that. I think that you need to be out uh, with your bullhorn right now to anybody that will listen. Uh, and I told y'all last week, shit's fixing to hit the fan. As far as this stuff here, as far as Mr. Gates, as far as our conditions and the heat, as far as how management does us with the falsification of things, with these scanner messages, with uh, this our office time bringing us in uh, later, putting us in the heat longer. I've been preaching on that, railing on that, railing on that, and nothing from our union. And so I was saying that last week, shit's fixing to hit the fan. All of these falsification grievances need to be going to arbitration so that we'll have a library of arbitration decisions. That's very important. Very important in case somebody from the outside starts looking into our business, right? Somebody from the outside who could be a friend in high places starts looking into our business Because when you have the Postal Service, when you're dealing with the Postal Service, they are going to lie. They will lie to members of Congress. They will lie to the newspaper, just like with that, when they were saying the hip training was done down there with Mr. Gates. The implication of that, they will lie to anybody and everybody. They will lie to OSHA, and I'll show you that in just a second. When you deal with the Postal Service, they are going to lie to everybody. Do you know whose responsibility it is then to shed light on the truth? It's the union's responsibility. And when you have leadership that refuses to get out there into the mainstream media and say, hey, this is what is going on with us. Do not buy into the Postal Service's lies as far as this HIP training, this heat training. And look at what they're doing with these scanners. Look at what they're doing with these office times. Move them later. Putting our carriers into the heat longer. This is what the union's responsibility is. And when you have Otis from Mayberry running the union, these things are falling flat on their face. And that is the problem that we're running into now. Okay? Okay. Right now, and I talked about this earlier, the public opinion, swaying public opinion, because I told you shit is fixing to hit the fan. You got to get out ahead of it. You cannot be behind it. So that the public opinion of you, of us, the city letter carrier, is at an all-time high when things go before Congress, right? You have got to have an irate public The the citizens of this country need to be irate at how the carrier is being treated in this heat, and it starts with Mr. Gates, right? So when you have inactivity from our leaders, it trickles down to inactivity with our business agents, which trickles down to inactivity with our B-teams, and then you get decisions that the postal service will use against us, and it's already beginning to happen. I had a newspaper from Dayton, Ohio, call me. And it was a young lady, and she asked about my episodes, the last two. I don't know how she got them. Maybe somebody sent them to her. I don't know. But she was asking me about my two episodes, the last two. And so uh, I was talking to her as part of my podcast, and uh, she said, but we did see, and, and this is on my parents' lives now, this is on my, my kids' lives, my grandson's life, She said this to me, we did see where there were grievances filed, but those grievances had been resolved that management would do the training that it was not completed. Now, this is what I was telling y'all last week when I say that the, the decisions could be potentially catastrophic. This is what the lady said to me. She said, one of the grievances was sent to us, but it shows that the training would be completed. She says, so playing devil's advocate, and she starts talking to me about it. I said, ma'am, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. The training wasn't completed because it was never started. And I told her the exact same thing I said last week. When I say that you have to use your head for something more than put a hat on, business agents, that's what I'm talking about. These decisions right here with, with something that's this important cannot be catastrophically stupid. And when you do that, it gets into the hands of the wrong people. They will see it for what it is, right? And I'm going to read a B-team decision to you. And this is how you do it. This is how you do it. But I'm going to read the B-team decision to you. And then I'm going to read a couple other things to you. And then the most important thing I'll save for last. And then I'll be done with it. So hopefully it won't be too long. But this is how you do the impasse. Okay, I'm not going to tell you where it's from. But when you listen to management's position, it's the exact same position that this B team in Ohio bought uh, where this business agent failed them. It's the exact same language on that decision back then where they said just do the training. So this B team here, this B team member here told management to shove it up their ass, right? The one from Ohio that I read to you basically caved and gave in and just wrote down what management said. On here, basically word for word, and it's a complete failure on that business agent's uh, part when when this happened. But here's the one uh, that I'm going to read to you. It's kind of kind of lengthy, but if I get more of these, I'll continue to read them to you. That way, you'll know management's position, what they're going to argue, where they're coming from, what they're going to want. Okay, it will help you. The more decisions I can read to you. The better prepared you will be when you're meeting at the informal or formal if you haven't yet, or even at the B team if you haven't met with one yet. This is going to be management's position, probably universal, okay? Issue: did management violate Article 14 of the National Agreement when management reported city letter carriers completing hero training courses when the courses were not taken? If so, was the appropriate remedy? Decision, the dispute resolution team has declared an impasse That's the best language you're going to see on these. 100% of these should have that language. 100%. The Step B team has considered all arguments and evidence in the case file, and any of this material may be cited in the event of arbitration. The NELC National Business Agent may appeal this grievance to arbitration within 14 days of the receipt of the joint decision. There is no national interpretive issue fairly presented in this dispute. Now, that don't mean we can't come back and raise that later, okay, in case National finally decides we're going to take these to arbitration. Explanation, along with all the contentions raised at previous steps of the grievance procedure, the following is submitted for consideration. Step B, unions disputed facts and contentions. So here goes the union. He's fixing to blaze this decision, okay? He's fixing to blaze this right here. It is undisputed that management of the Postal Service falsified... Let me stop right there. Now, when you're going to arbitration, our position is going to be what? You falsified this training. You falsified this HIP training, this HERO training. And then you're going to give the advocate these contentions from the informal, informal, and B-team. And you're going to show the arbitrator without question that this was falsified. Why is that so important? Because most arbitrators considered falsification of anything paramount and akin to theft. That's how they view it. Falsification of anything is akin to theft. And that's the reason the word falsified is so important. That we get it in our contentions, that we get it in our issue, that we get it in our B-team decisions, because... From the very beginning, the advocate is going to show, hey, look, we caught them falsifying. And that arbitrator is going to hear 10,000 times the union say falsified, falsification. And they're going to look over at them and say they falsified. They're going to look at the witness and say they falsified. And in their opening, they're going to say they falsified. Because most arbitrators feel that falsification of anything is akin to theft. Okay, there's nothing more treacherous and and arbitrators have said that over and over again. When I've gone into arbitration over falsification of clock rings, there's nothing more heinous. I had that decision I read y'all a while back. There's nothing more heinous than falsification. It's akin to theft. And that's the reason we have to say falsified when the business agents, when I was going off last week about the business agents saying falsified and I was saying, thank you. It's because that word is devastating in our grievance, okay? It's devastating that we show with 100% certainty that these things were falsified. That way, if somebody on the outside, which they are, is looking in, which they are, they will see decision after decision after decision of falsified, okay? and And so... Here's the very first sentence. I'm going to read it again. The very first sentence. It is undisputed that management of the Postal Service falsified training records pertaining to the the heat illness prevention program. That's the first sentence. That's the first thing that the arbitrator is going to see. It is undisputed that management of the Postal Service falsified training records pertaining to the heat illness prevention program. Now, think about that one sentence and think about that decision I read to y'all where the business agent and his and his B team completely shit the nest on that one, where they wouldn't even say falsified. They wouldn't even say they falsified them. They say that they failed to complete them. How, how devastatingly stupid that is. They wouldn't even say falsified. And management had no contentions at the formal A. Management had no contentions at the formal aid to say that we didn't falsify. They had nobody, a statement from a supervisor, or postmaster that said we didn't falsify. They provided no contentions, no rebuttal. And we still would not say they falsified those records. That's how devastating that decision was to that installation. You cannot go back and change that now. You cannot. So this, this one sentence did more than that entire B-team decision that I read a while back. Here he keeps on. They went into the HERO program and marked every employee that was required to be provided the heat illness training that their training was completed. This simply did not happen. Beautiful. This is a willful, deliberate arbitrary and malicious action taken by management just so they don't have to provide their employees the time for the training to be completed. That one paragraph is as devastating a paragraph as you will read on this. That one paragraph sums it up in its entirety, completely. That last sentence, this is a willful, deliberate arbitrary and malicious action taken by management just so they don't have to provide their employees the time for the training to be completed. Management appears to have taken it even one step further when the union requested an extension to meet at formal step A. According to the Stewart statement, he approached uh, SCS so-and-so and and requested an extension to meet at formal step A until 5-15-2023. Supervisor so-and-so then asked what the grievance was pertaining to. When Stewart so-and-so explained to him what it was about, Supervisor so-and-so stated, I'm not going to give you an extension for this. I was told not to. When he asked him who told him that, he wouldn't tell him. He just shrugged his shoulders. There was another grievance he was requesting an extension on. SCS so-and-so asked what that one was about, and he signed it and agreed with that extension after hearing what it pertained to With no hesitation, this is nothing more than an effort to prevent the union from bringing to light the deliberate and malicious actions of local management. Hey, this is devastating to management's position. Devastating to management's position. Any B team that has ruled that management just complete the training. That business agent should be removed from their position because like us, like I'm going to read to you in just a second. When I say shit's fixing at the fan, we need as many of these decisions in our hands as we can get. We need the 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 head of the National Association of Letter Carriers to say, send me all of your B-team decisions that are dealing with the falsification of this hero training because people have reached out to me. Of high importance and they want as many of these as possible so all across this country anything dealing with hip training falsification hero training falsification send me those decisions send me those B team decisions we're going to put those together because we're going to put those in the hands of people who make very important decisions however in some of these regions some of these B teams are equipping management They're putting arrows in their quiver to use against our position when they say simply complete the training and they refuse to say falsified in any way. Do you see why I said put the money on there so it'll force it to arbitration? Some people can see into the future, see the end game. Some people can't see past their front nose. And that's how they run their regions. That's how these branch presidents run their branches. That's how these shop stewards run their stations when they say, I'm not going to put money on there because you cannot see past your nose. You can't see into the future and say, these have potential to cause major damage. Major damage. And you lay down and lick your own ass in front of management. For what? You see it, I see all the time people email me, management's refusing to give them the information on this HIP training. They're not going to give you the information. B-teams are going to have to make them give it. Or arbitrators are going to have to make them give it. They don't want us to have it. I've told y'all, labor is, is running from these things. Now newspapers are getting involved. Now somebody else has gotten involved that we want involved, right? They're refusing to put in contentions. And their B-teams are are talking us into straight bullshit. I'm going to go on. Management would lead one to believe that their employees' safety is a top priority of the Postal Service. However, actions like this tells an entirely different story. The real story appears to be that they say one thing, yet do the opposite. There are two different levels of the heat illness prevention program. HIP Safety Talk 2068- and heat stress recognition and prevention. The safety talk is just that, a safety talk. However, the heat stress recognition and prevention is an online course. And this is another problem that we had with that decision out of Ohio. They just said, do the stand-up talk. It's not a stand-up talk. It's its the online course. That's what management doesn't want us doing because that's what takes time. It takes time to have the station go and watch an online course. So they duped that one in Ohio again By Satan, it's just a stand-up talk. Each employee would have to go into HERO and complete the course. This wasn't actually done, even though management marked everyone as completed. This cannot be done by accident. Beautiful. There are certain steps that the individual falsifying the completion of this training would have to go through to get it done. These steps are as follows. I'm going to read this again. This B-team person right here is getting it. This B-team person right here is destroying management's position. They have no position when they go to arbitration now. I'm going to read that again. This cannot be done by accident. What is he saying there? This falsification was intentional. It was intentional. And I'm going to prove it, Mr. Arbitrator, that was intentional. That's what we're going to do here today in this hearing. We're going to prove today that management's actions here are 100% intentional. It was done with malice. It was done willfully, deliberately, arbitrarily. We're going to prove those things with 100% certainty. That's what he's saying. There are certain steps that the individual falsifying the completion of this training would have to go through to get it done. These steps are as follows. My man done put the steps in there on them. My man done put the steps in there. After logging into the computer, access the blue page. One, go to My Learning. Two, select Express Class. Three, type FY23 under the General Information tab. Four, select Heat Stress Recognition. Five, select Attendees. Six, select Add Attendees. Seven, either click the box next to each name or click on the Select All box. Eight, select Record. Nine, click on Complete. Ten select save, y'all remember how long ago I put all those steps up on that on the the episode. Why do you do that? It shows a deliberate attempt to falsify. When you show that they have to go through all these steps, they cannot say, "Hey, this was this was nationwide. It was a glitch. Uh, it was a nationwide glitch, Mister Arbitrator." That somehow. When we input this thing, it just recorded all the carriers in the country receiving the training. Uh, It was something that was a glitch. We didn't realize it, and now we're trying to complete the training as quickly as we can. This takes that argument away from management. It takes it out of their hands. For them to come in there and say it was an accident, no, it was not an accident, because you got to go through 11 steps to record me as taking the class. There's no way an accident went through 10, 11 steps That's the reason I I asked my boss, how many steps you got to take? How many steps do you have to go through? When he told me, I put it up on formate arbitration. Why? So that y'all would know this is a deliberate attempt to falsify the biggest killer of our people. Now we have Mr. Gates. When you say that it was willful, deliberate, arbitrary, and malicious, that is exactly what this was. And we are showing it with 100% certainty. There is no doubt, there will be no doubt in the arbitrator's minds that this was an act that was willful, deliberate, arbitrary, and malicious. There's no doubt. When this hearing is over with, the arbitrator will know that management intentionally went in there and falsified a thing that will kill my people. And it has, and it will continue to do so. That's the reason why these need to go to arbitration. That's why. People thought I was crazy when I came out railing on this so hard when it first came out. People thought I was nuts when I was on here going crazy about this, saying you've got to attack this falsification of heat training. I'm not stupid. I'm not a damn idiot here. I can see the end game when this stuff comes up. I can see the end game when this stuff comes up. As soon as I heard that hip training was falsified, I got on here and what? I did an entire episode on what we're going to do, how we're going to grieve it, what we're going to ask for. Why? You see why now. National exposure has been put on this. A spotlight has been put on the postal service based off of this. And you got dumbasses saying, He's writing a, a check he can't cash. You got branch presence. I'm not sending that up if you put that on there. You got B teams. Just do the training. Do you understand now when I got on here and was railing like I was, why I was doing that? I can see past the front of my nose. I can see past that. As soon as I heard it, I knew that this is going to be one of the biggest things that we will ever deal with as a union and as a shop steward. I'm going to keep on. This representative's counterpart agrees that it is improper for any member of management to enter training for an employee in hero when, in fact, they had not received the training. However, the word falsify simply refuses to be used. God, dog. That, hey. Because management is saying that it's improper. Hey, look, it was improper. And I'll read it in a second. It was improper what we did. This guy saying, yeah, it was improper. However, the word falsify simply refuses to be used. Maybe that is because it is well known that if a craft employee were to falsify anything work-related, they would be given an investigative interview and issued subsequent discipline, more than likely a removal. God, dog, this dude right here is kicking the shit out of his counterpart. But since this falsification, saying it again, saying it again, driving it home, was done by a member of management. They refused to even say the word falsify. Still saying it. My man has my man is, is, is got it. It is management's responsibility to provide training to ensure that their employees are provided with a safe and healthy workplace. EL 801 sections 11 and 12 state, and I'm not going to read all those because I read them on my episode months ago. Handbook EL 801 section 17 states, I'm not going to read that because that was on my episode. The Employee and Labor Relations Manual further details management's responsibilities when it comes to providing a safe work environment for its employees. Section 811.2, he's got that in there, kicking the shit out of it. 811.24, kicking the shit out of it. 811.25, still got his foot in management's ass. He goes on, management at all levels have failed to provide the proper training necessary to keep their employees safe while they're out working in excessive heat. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. When I say that it's not about them not providing the training, it's no longer about them providing the training. Remember when I said that several episodes ago? It's no longer about them providing the training or failing to provide the training. It's about them intentionally falsifying the training, right? So when he says management at all levels have failed, that's what he's talking about. You failed. You didn't. You didn't just forget the training. You falsified the training. This falls on all levels of management. Begins with the front line, but begins with the frontline supervisor. It has been mentioned that the reason this training was falsified. Come on. Is so district will get off their backs. Can you imagine taking that to arbitration? Now that I've got a sweet brother, Brother Gates, deceased. Now that I've got that and all these things that are fixing to come out, when I say the shit's fixing to hit the fan, I'm telling you the shit's fixing to hit the damn fan, son. I'm telling you that. All these things going to in front of an arbitrator. And you say, we did it so that district will get off our backs Brother Gates is dead now so that district would get off their backs. That's what they're saying. To me, that's what they're saying. I've got a brother now that will never report back to work. Will never go home again to his wife. Will never take a vacation with his wife. Will never see any of his kinfolks again. Why? Because so, district would get off the supervisor's back. The news media needs to hear this shit, man. The news need to hear this shit right here. So instead of having their employees complete the training as district requested, they chose to come on, falsify (laughs) their training records and to go through multiple steps to mark all their employees that their training was completed. The responsibilities of each level of management pertaining to safety and health are outlined in ELM section eight hundred twelve. He's got that language goes on, management is responsible for providing the necessary training and, retra- and retaining the records of their employees receiving the training. The case file does not contain the information of when the training was provided to the carriers. The reason this information is not included in the case file is because local management decided to willfully, deliberately, arbitrarily, and maliciously falsified their carriers' training records. You think this guy's trying to win an arbitration right here? Huh? He's on it, man. This is what every B team decision should look like. How many times he said falsified now? 10, 11, 12. How many times he said that this action was willfully, deliberately, arbitrary, maliciously falsified? And, And we can prove that. We can prove that. Without question, we can prove that. ELM Section 817 states, and he's got that, training records. Management has a responsibility to ensure safe working conditions, and this includes a responsibility to ensure safety training is conducted when required. Article 14.1 of the JCAM states, and he's got that language. Because local management decided to willfully, (laughs) deliberately, arbitrarily, and maliciously falsify their carrier's training records, this grievance should be sustained in its entirety and the complete remedy should requested by the union should be provided based on the completely unacceptable behavior from local management. Do you think you can talk an arbitrator into $50 a calendar day with that right there? Do you think that when you show that to an arbitrator that he's not going to be so damn mad? She's not going to be so fucking pissed by the end of that hearing that whatever you ask for, they're going to sign off on. I do. I've done it before. I get arbitrators so mad by the end of that hearing, they're looking at management like, you sorry son of a bitches. You can ask anybody who's ever sat in, ask JB, ask Brian, my buddy, ask anybody who's ever sat in there with me. They'll be looking over at management like, you sorry low-down dogs. <laughs> Just pissed. This B-team right decision right here, it'll do it. It'll do it. That's how you write it up. That's how you attack it. Right? That way, when... We have to get all of these in case somebody from the outside is looking in and they're saying, hey, give us something that what you're talking about here. Give us something that we can look at so when we ask questions of high-ranking officials in the Postal Service, give us something that we can look at so that when we formulate questions to ask, we will know where we're going, what direction we're looking for, because we don't know the Postal Service real well, contracts real well, but give us something that we can look at to make it easy on us so that when we go after the heads of the Postal Service for falsifying this training, for deliberately putting the carriers in harm's way, not only because of this, but because of moving start times, because of this hour office time, because of these scanner messages, right? Because of the stationary event bullshit. Give us something that we can sink our teeth into. This B-team right decision right here, I'd give it to any member of Congress. I'd give it to any arbitrator right here, and they can understand completely what the union's position is. And then I've got other B-teams that refuse to say the word falsified one fucking time. I'm going to read B team, the management's B team decision. And it's identical to what they gave us in that region in Ohio. It's identical. So what, like I said, basically what that B team member did for us out there was went to lunch, said, Hey, y'all write it up and I'll sign when we get back. Cause we're not going to, we're not going to waste our time by sending these to arbitration. You know, we do have a brother that's deceased now, but look, we're not going to waste our time sending cases to arbitration because we got to save our money. You know, because we need lots of money. Why do you need lots of money? Well, just because we like to have a lot of money. We like to tell people that we're a very rich union. What about your members? Oh, fuck them. We just need a lot of money. So when we have something going to arbitration, really kind of shy away from that. We really don't want to do that because it costs a little bit of money. Uh, And that's the reason why that decision should get that uh, business agent terminated from his position but that's just me. Here's management step B decision. Now I want you to listen to this. How many times management says falsified or we did not falsify? Okay, that's critical when you're going to arbitration. Listen to how many times management says in their step B impasse, we did not falsify. Okay, count them as I'm reading this. This impasse at hand is regarding the union's requested remedy. The union has requested an improper remedy for this instant grievance. The parties are responsible for putting an employee in the place they should have been had the contract been followed. Nothing more and nothing less. Now they're talking about Mittenthal's decision, status quo ante, right? Which will very easily be able to smash in arbitration because what you did was malicious. It was deliberate. Remember that arbitrator's decision where they talk about? Uh, monetary awards or punitive awards—you got to show that there's been a history, or that the action was intentional. Remember that the action was intentional. Remember when I was talking about chess and, and checkers? When I said you got to play chess and not checkers? And I had that decision where the arbitrator said it's got to have a, you got to have a, a several instances of noncompliance, or it has to be intentional. We're going to show easily that this act was intentional. when he's talking about willful, deliberate, arbitrary, and malicious is intentional. So we'll very easily be able to beat that argument. This step be representative agrees it would be improper for local management to enter training for an employee and hero when in fact they had not had the training. With that being said, the proper remedy would be for the management to ensure they enter the employee's training in hero on the date the training was conducted. Additionally, from the documentation and included in the case file, the union contends management showed that some employees had the hero training when, in fact, they were not at work. Can you imagine that going into arbitration? He said, hey, look, the remedy should be just to do the training and record it as being done. Look, we had tra- we listed training for people that weren't even at work. Okay? How can you say that wasn't falsified? He said it. <laughs> He said, from the documentation included in the case file, the union contends management showed that some employees had the hero training when, in fact, they were not at work. An arbitrator is going to read this and decide on this. He didn't help himself at all right there. The proper remedy for this would be for local management to verify all employees have had the training, and if not, they need to ensure they receive the HIP training immediately. Do you remember... When I was saying it's no longer about the training, it's no longer about the training. I don't care about the training anymore. I care about the falsification of the training. What are we going to do now? Now, the one from Ohio bought this line of shit here because this is exactly what their decision stated. They bought this line of shit. The proper remedy be just do the training. No, motherfucker, you're already supposed to do the training. I'm not going to give you a decision saying, do what you're already supposed to do. What are we going to do about the falsification of the training? That's why we're here. You do the training or not. I want to know what we're going to do about the falsification of the training. And that's where we dropped the damn ball in that decision out of Ohio. When they bought this line of shit here, we should do the training. Just do the training and document it that it's done. We buy that. What a fucking crock of shit. It's about the falsification of the training. How many, years, how many months have I been saying that? But this is management's position. Look, we, we put y'all completely in harm's way. We falsified this training, and if we wouldn't have got caught, it would still be falsified to this day. The only reason this is being written up is because we caught them falsifying the training. They didn't come to us and say, hey, look, it looks like we've input put training. We shouldn't have. We're going to go ahead and do the training. We caught you falsifying the fucking training. That's why we're here. Because we caught them. They didn't come to us fessing up to it. We caught them falsifying the training. Well, they want to say now the property remedy would be just to do the training and document it. And we bought that shit in Ohio. I'm going to keep on. When you refer to the hip training poster, it states the following. Management will verify the following tests have been completed. And this is the same shit that was in that decision out of Ohio. They, they basically just let management write the decision because this is the exact same thing. One, the hip is posted in the facility in a conspicuous location. Remember when I was mocking this when I was reading it? Two, the heat illness poster is posted in the facility in a conspicuous location. Three, the HIP safety talk has been given to all employees. Four, the employees have been provided with heat illness prevention badge cards. Five, heat illness prevention stickers have been placed in an all, all owned and leased postal service vehicles. Management should not certify the safety talk unless and until each of the five tasks identified above have been completed. Local management should not certify the safety talk unless and until each of the five tasks identified above have been completed. The Postal Service implemented HIP to protect employees from heat-related illnesses and to educate them on how to stay safe during hot weather. Certification of HIP training for all employees is required to be completed annually to ensure effectiveness and compliance. Full compliance with HIP requires posting and distribution of safety materials and conducting a stand-up talk with all employees. Don't say anything about the, the video. The online course, right? I'm going to read that first sentence again because of Mr. Gates. The Postal Service implemented HIP to protect employees from heat related illness and to educate them on how to stay safe during hot weather. So, if anybody wants to come back now and say, that man worked 36 years, he should know that. He should know these things, just like some fool I saw on Discord talking about that shit. This is why they did. The Postal Service implemented HIP. To protect employees from heat-related illness. You falsified that, so therefore what? You did not protect Mr. Gates. That's what that means. You falsified his training, therefore you did not protect him. That's what it's all about. They say it right there. That it's implemented here to protect employees from heat-related illnesses. Now I have a brother dead in a front yard. You falsified his training, so you are negligent on that. You failed to protect him. It's on your own words right here. You wrote it down. I didn't write that. You wrote that. Your position. That you failed to protect that man because you falsified his training. Why? To get district off your fucking back. Now I've got a brother. Will never come to work with me again. We will never go and break again with each other. Talk about our families. Why? Because district wanted you to get him out in the fucking street and failed to protect that man. And we've got B teams and business agents. So fucking worried about arbitration, about saving a fucking dollar. You won't take management to task on this stuff. People should lose their jobs over this in the union, man. People should lose their jobs over this. I got a damn president that refuses to even say anything now about it outwardly to the public, to his people, other than Mr. Gates is a good guy. We know that. We love that man. What are you going to do about it outwardly to the public? It goes on. The step B representative agrees local management has a responsibility to ensure safe working conditions. And this includes a responsibility to ensure safety training is conducted when required. So you acknowledge that it's your responsibility. That's what you're recognizing there. It's your responsibility to ensure safety training is conducted, right? So if it's your responsibility to ensure that the training is conducted, what do we do now that we that we know for a fact that it was falsified? What do we do now? Now that we can prove that it was falsified and you say it's your responsibility, what do we do now? Because like I said, we passed the point of it's the training needs to be completed. That, that's going to be given to us. We're going to get that anyway because you're supposed to do it. I'm not going to tell you to do it. You're already supposed to do it. I'm not going to sign a decision saying do the training. You're already supposed to do the training. Then they go on ELM sections, such and such and such and such. And this is what they say. This step B representative, again, agrees that an employee's training should not be entered into HERO until the training has been completed. Additionally, if there are still employees who have not had the HIP training, local management should immediately comply with the HIP training as instructed. And that's that. And that's exactly the decision you got out of Ohio. That was the verbiage that you saw in Ohio. So that template that they're sending nationwide, we bought that in Ohio. That business agent failed to do his job and prepare his B team for this. This one, this one nailed it right here. This one, this one got it right here. Do you know how many times management said we didn't falsify? Did y'all count? How many times management says we didn't falsify? Zero. None. Do you know what they will not be able to do when they go to arbitration? If their contentions don't say anything about falsifying and it was brought forward and they didn't say anything about falsifying, do you know how many times they're going to be able to address falsifying and arbitration? Zero. None. That is a new argument. And if management's, if labor attempts to ask the supervisor, did you falsify? That would be leading, but I'm going to do it just for basic sense. Did you falsify these records? I'm going to object to that. Mr. Arbitrator. I'm going to object to that one right there. What's your objection, Mr. Walton? That's new no argument. That's new no argument on management's part. When he answers that question, it's going to be no argument. How's it no argument? Well, because we said they falsified and they never said they didn't. I've got 70 pages of case file where management failed to address that they falsified this. They just said it should be completed. We said they falsified it. They never said they didn't. We're not going to save that. We're not going to sandbag that argument for arbitration now and have that be presented to you for the first time. That's new argument. He's going to look at labor and he's going to say, did management ever rebut the union's position that it was falsified? Well, no, sir. You're not going to be able to do it now. They said you falsified. You should have said you didn't. But you can't do it here. Do you see the importance of that? Do you see the importance of that, the game that you play, the chess and checkers? You've got to understand the end game here. You have put them in a no-win position. Management is a no-win position. I said that over and over and over again about these cases. We're going to win 100% of these cases that we take into arbitration. 100% of these cases we will win. If we fight it like this, we will win 100% of these cases. What we win, I don't know. But we will win 100% of these cases. Why? Because management has no defense. They falsified and they got caught. There's no defense for it. You can throw people under the bus. Well, district did this, district did that. You can throw them under the bus all you want to. The fact of the matter is you got caught falsifying. You can't get out from underneath it unless the union allows it, like we did over in that region I've been talking about. Management will lie to you. They will lie to Congress. They will lie to newspapers. They will lie to OSHA. I'm going to read something to you, and it's an OSHA complaint somebody sent to me. And here's, listen to management now. This is why we need the union on the the outside speaking publicly. We need the union addressing these things publicly, and they'll be addressing these OSHA complaints too. But when these things get sent to media This is, they're going to be their position. So we have to have our position when we're talking about swaying the court of public opinion. This is what I'm talking about because this has grown into something that is going to be monstrous for us. Okay. When I talked last episode about changing the culture of the city letter carrier because of Mr. Gates, listen to management's response to this ocean complaint. It talks about dear Mr. So-and-so this is in response to your May 26 notification of a lezard hazard At this place, the specific nature of the alleged hazard is as follows. One, management has been falsifying that all employees have completed HIP heat illness prevention program for the past several years, along with several other safety-related material, uh, plus 50 employees affected. On May 26 of 2023, an investigation was initiated by District Safety based on the evaluation of the HIP, now, this is district safety. This is the Postal Service investigating themselves. Based on the evaluation of the HIP, Heat Prevention Program, training data, management interviews, and the limited amount of information provided, safety was unable to find any incidents of falsifying training data or any other safety-related material. The Postal Service is committed to providing our employees with a safe workplace, and we take safety concerns seriously. I appreciate your efforts to work with us in attaining our goals, and we will continue to aggressively respond to any safety concerns our employees may have. If you have any questions or require further communication, please do not hesitate to contact the district safety office. So management investigated themselves, and they said, hey, we found no evidence of any falsification of hip training. Imagine that. Imagine that. Now imagine them sending OSHA that B-team decision. And they say, not only did we not find any evidence of falsification, OSHA, we've got this decision here from Ohio where it states that the training, we just failed to complete it. No mention of falsification. We just failed to complete the training, and we agree with that. We failed to complete it, and we agree with the remedy that that B-team decision gave us, that we should do the training as as promptly as possible which is what we've done we've already done the training so we're off the hook now why because the union is so fucking stupid in some of these regions and the business agent has his head so far off his fucking ass that he doesn't prepare his b teams for this when the things are hitting the fan nationwide business agents need to get together and say this is something of utmost importance and we will address it the same way. We will be universal in how we handle these things at the B-team. And this will be our response. Because when OSHA comes calling and management lies like they will 100% of the time, they cannot put into with their defense part of our B-team decision where we acknowledge that the training was just not completed. When I said last week that that was potentially catastrophic, that is what I'm talking about. People are looking at us now that we've not had look at us in a long, long time. Anything that you do to give them a, a grip on anything, you're hurting us. You're hurting us. That decision is hurting us. It's hanging out there in the balance. It's hanging out there. So management we could just simply attach that to the OSHA complaint and say, hey, we just failed to complete it. They agreed with us here. and Look at this B-team decision that we just failed to complete. They just said that we needed to, to complete the training. We're going to do that. That's why that's so dangerous, man. This B-team decision I just read, attach that. <laughs> that that's what we're looking for right here. That, that business agent last week I was reading where he's going to fuck off. That's what we need. I told you Mike Kerr from Region 3, thousands of grievances on falsification. That's what we need. We need leaders right now to lead. We need leaders to lead. Instead, I've got Otis from Mayberry up there running the union. Don't know what in the fuck is going on. We need strong leadership now. Here with this. And I'm going to read something to you and show you why. All right, I'm going to end it with this. Like I said last week, I told you that that shit was fixing to hit the fan. Okay, and I know a lot of y'all reached out, what's happening? (laughs) What's going on? When I was saying shit was fixing at the fan, I've had numerous people call me uh, about my episodes. Uh, And I know that it's because some people have sent them my episodes. But there have been people that have called me about the episode, asking questions. And so I knew, shit's fixing at the fan. That's what I said last week. (laughs) You know, we've got to be ahead of this. We cannot have decisions that hurt our position. We need a library of arbitration decisions. So if people start looking, we can hand them these things. Why? Because it's dealing with the safety of city letter carriers. The public loves the city letter carrier. They love us. And so if they see you walking every day and then they hear something on the news that, you know, you put Corey in danger by falsifying hip training, falsifying this heat training, they're going to ask you on the route, right, did they falsify it? Yes, ma'am, they falsified my heat training. Oh, Corey, you be careful out there. Take this water. They love the city letter carrier. Why? Because they see us every single day. They smile at us. How are you doing this morning? How are y'all doing? How's your family? How's your babies doing? How's your kids doing? How's this dog? You know, they love the city letter carrier. So when things happen against the city letter carrier, the public has an uprising, and they do not like it. You know who they call? They're congressman. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. So I knew shit was fixing to hit the fan. I'm gonna read this to you. All right. Congress of the United States House of Congress of the United States House of Representatives Committee on Oversight and Accountability. The Honorable Louis DeJoy, Postmaster General, United States Postal Service, on Front Plaza. Dear Postmaster General DeJoy, we write to express our deep concerns over the working conditions and labor policies of the U.S. Postal Service, specifically with respect to letter carriers. On Tuesday, June 20th, of 2023, Eugene Gates Jr., a letter carrier in Texas, died while delivering mail during an extreme heat wave. Mr. Gates had worked for the Postal Service for almost 40 years. His unnecessary and untimely death was likely preventable and a stark reminder of the cost of the global climate emergency and the effect of more frequent and damaging extreme weather events. Unfortunately, this is not the first time such a tragic yet preventable death has occurred. For example, in 2012, John Waxelwick, a postal veteran of 28 years, died after delivering mail in a heat wave in Missouri. He was forced to continue working in excessive heat despite notifying management that he felt ill from the heat. The medical examiner confirmed that his death was due to heat-related illness. In 2019, Peggy Frank, a mail carrier from California, was found dead in her non-air-conditioned mail truck at a time when temperatures reached 115 degrees. The Los Angeles County Coroner's Office listed Ms. Frank's cause of death as being due to an abnormally high body temperature resulting from exposure to extreme heat. Following Ms. Frank's death, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, cited the Postal Service for failing to provide and maintain a work environment free from recognizable hazards such as extreme heat that are likely to cause death or serious harm. That's why. That's why you have to file these grievances saying that they falsified this hip training. People are looking at us. They're looking at us now. I told you shit's fixing to hit the fan last week, right? People are looking into us, and we've got to say management has falsified the very thing that they say they'd implemented to protect us, to keep us safe. They falsified the very thing that they said. That they are doing to protect us. When I tell you that it's the biggest killer of our people, their Congress is telling you it is. That's the importance of this grievance, and and most and I've got people mocking this shit. There are people that are mocking this shit fifty dollars a day. Corey's writing checks. That's how stupid you are. Congress has now gotten involved with this. When I tell you that this is the biggest grievance you'll ever file, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. You're filing the grievance that Congress will be involved with. They're telling you, the oversight committee is saying, we're going to talk to you about some things. Don't piss this chance away, y'all. File these grievances and get these things to arbitration. According to a recent local news report, in one area of central Texas, roughly 80 delivery fleet vehicles do not have working air conditioners. This is on top of recent reports that despite the Postal Service's investment of roughly $9.6 billion in new fleet vehicles, it appears that deployment of the next-generation delivery vehicles will only begin starting mid-2024. However, this is an issue that demands immediate attention. With the increase in extreme heat indexes across the country, we have serious concerns that the Postal Service's failed to invest in and fix existing vehicle air conditioning units and failed to effectively implement policies to reduce employee exposure to extreme conditions place our letter carriers at risk, especially in the coming months. That's the reason why the president of this union needs to be talking with people saying they falsified this training. That's why. That one sentence. I'll read it again. With the increase in extreme heat indexes across the country, we have serious concerns that the Postal Service has failed to invest in and fix existing vehicle air conditioning units and fair to effectively implement policies to reduce employees' exposure to extreme conditions. They falsified the damn training. They falsified the very policies, the very training that they implemented to to protect us. They falsified the very thing that they implemented. Congress needs to hear that. And they are, but not from our leaders. We understand that employee unions attempted to mitigate the risk that letter carries by requesting common sense solutions. For instance, we understand that some local unions requested the opportunity to begin mail delivery earlier in the day to avoid being on their routes when temperatures hit their peak, Now, this is the local unions having to call Congress, right? Our national leaders are non-existent. This is our local unions calling the congressmen, getting them involved, saying this is what's happening to us. I'll read that again. For instance, we understand that some local unions requested the opportunity to begin mail delivery earlier in the day to avoid being on their routes when temperatures hit their peak. A 2020 analysis of OSHA records showed that OSHA issued more than $1.3 million in initial fines against the Postal Service for heat hazards in eight years. Despite these numerous and continued violations, it appears the Postal Service has yet to comprehensively address this issue and adopt nationwide work conditions policies that prevent these avoidable tragic deaths. That's the reason this grievance is so important. And I'll keep saying it. And I've put this up. Jeremy's going to put this up on from I'd put this in all your contentions. I just would. I just would. Because Congress is saying it appears the Postal Service has yet to comprehensively address the issue and adopt nationwide work condition policies. They do have one. It's called HIP. And they falsified it. Y'all don't, do not you all get it now? Am I starting to make sense after all this? Now that Congress is getting, am I making sense? What I've been saying for the last Six episodes about this. Is it starting to make sense? You got to see the end game. Now Congress is saying it appears that uh, you failed to comprehensively address the issue and adopt nationwide working condition policies. Yeah, they did. They have hip training. Only problem is they falsified it nationwide. That needs to be addressed. It needs to be, that needs to be handed to somebody. I'm telling you. It goes on. For these reasons, we request that the Postal Service provide answers to the following questions by July 21st of 2023. One, what measures does the Postal Service currently have in place to address heat-related risks to mail carriers? And they're going to tell Congress we have HIP training, Heat Illness Prevention Program. We have this training in place. And what happens if there's nobody on the other side to say they falsified it? What happens if there's nobody on the other side to say they're going to tell you that they do hip training? I'm telling you right now, they're going to come in there and they said they have hip training and they do stand up talks. They're going to tell you that. Only problem is here's all of these B-team decisions that we have. Here's these arbitrations that we're going to where they talk about falsifying this hip training. That's why you file grievances. That's why you have B-teams saying what this, this B-team said. They falsified it. That way you can give them a library, like I said last week, of decisions and say, hey, look. You remember when they said they did hip training Congress? Look at this 6,000 pages of B-team decisions and contentions from across the country. Where we have caught them falsifying this from, from California to New York. We've called them falsifying this hip training. The thing that they told y'all that they've implemented to protect the city letter carrier. Look at these 6,000 pages of contentions that we have showing you over and over again all across this country. Management falsified the very thing that they're going to tell y'all that they've implemented to protect the city letter carrier. I'll read that again. (laughs) What measures does the Postal Service currently have in place to address heat-related risks to mail carriers? Two, how does the Postal Service decide to adjust when letter carriers must begin their delivery route in light of risks such as extreme heat? Three, how many requests were submitted in the past 12 months by letter carriers or employee unions to adjust delivery times to avoid high heat indexes or other extreme heat conditions? A, to what routes did these requests pertain? B, how did the Postal Service review and respond to these requests? C, has the Postal Service denied any such request? If so, what reasons were provided? Four, what are the Postal Service's justifications for not allowing letter carriers to begin delivery times earlier in the day to avoid rising heat indexes or other extreme heat conditions. Five, will the Postal Service prioritize vehicle repair and replacement in areas where dangerous and extreme weather conditions have the potential to affect letter carrier's safety? And somebody needs to get in Congress's hands these scanner messages that talk about beat the heat. No stationary events. Keep it moving. Congress needs to get these in their hands. And say, address this for me, please, Mr. DeJoy. When your supervisors are sending these incredibly dangerous messages out across these scanners to tell carriers, no stationary events, keep it moving. When we know that the most important thing in heat-related illness is to rest, to take breaks from heat as needed, to get into the air conditioning, it is not to push through it. It is not to take breaks. It is not to keep it moving. What do you say about that, Postmaster General DeJoy? What do you say about those messages that your supervisor is sending out all across this country saying, keep it moving, no breaks, no stationary events. What is your position on that, Mr. DeJoy? Is it the same, or do you agree that city letter carriers should take breaks as needed in the heat to make sure that they don't die out on their routes? What's your position about it? Do we have anybody at National that's doing that? I don't know. I don't know. The Committee on Oversight and Accountability is the Principal Oversight Committee of the House of Representatives and has broad authority to investigate any matter at any time under House Rule 10. If you have any questions regarding this request, please contact Democratic Committee staff at this number. And it's got all these signatures. I told you, shit's fixing to hit the fan. And it is now hitting the fan. It is now hitting the fan, and we have our union on the sidelines watching. We have our union on the sidelines watching. They have to get involved. They have to get involved because management will lie to Congress. They will lie to Congress and say that these things have been done. These are the reasons for this. The Congress needs to understand that management will falsify everything. They'll falsify training. They falsify heat training. They falsify clock rings. They falsify our office times. They falsify volume reports. They falsify package scans. They falsify every single thing they come into contact with. And Congress needs to understand that, that they're dealing with the lowest, sorryest line sum of a bitches that's ever existed is postal management. They will falsify everything humanly possible. They'll falsify discipline to make sure that we get removed. We catch them falsifying things all the time. It's their culture. This is no different. Except, except it's the most dangerous thing that we deal with is heat. And we've caught their asses. They cannot get away from this one unless we let them get away with it. They cannot get out from underneath it unless we allow them to do so like this dumb shit out in Ohio that has let them get away with it. They cannot get out from underneath it if we put them in a fucking headlock and drag them in front of Congress with it. It's devastating to them. It is absolutely cataclysmically devastating to the Postal Service that they falsified this hip training nationwide. Now you've got Congress getting their nose involved and we need to be in there telling them this is happening now. So hopefully, hopefully, our our union leadership will wake the fuck up and do that. OK, until we can get new union leadership, it's going to come. They won't have the. We won't have the same president this next election. He's gone. He's out. Uh, his buddy underneath him is out. They're gone. Uh, we need strong leaders in this union like we used to have, like we used to have. We need strong leaders in this union where people fear us again. They don't fear us. They don't fear us. They know they can just take us down a local tavern and we'll be fine. They don't fear us anymore. So that's my, damn it, hour and 10 minutes. I thought this would be about 30. I say that every week though, so I'm not even going to bitch. But uh, next week I'm going to go over a lot of discipline and we're going to do some sick leave dependent care. A lot of people reaching out about that. So I'm going to get back to that next week. Um, And some discipline. I'm going to go over a lot of discipline for new stewards. They like that stuff. I have some discipline that I'm going to go over. Uh, I've already got it saved for you. We're going to go over that because um, I have a lot of them say that they wish I would do that some more. So I will. I'll do that for you. And we'll get to looking at discipline, how to beat discipline, what we're going to read, how we're going to read it, how we're going to dissect it. Uh, that's going to help. OK, uh, from 8 Get on there. All this stuff will be on there that I just read. Um, so get on there. Read it does a great, great stuff going on on Reddit. Get on there. Uh, If you go on from 8ARBitration.com, it'll prompt you to the Reddit page. Uh, They do great things. There's a lot of good conversation and a lot of funny stuff on there. Discord, uh, get on there. That's booming as well. That's really jumping. Now look, I get on those things all the time. Uh, Sometimes I comment, sometimes I don't. However, and I'm all about going back and forth for any, you know, just this friendly banter. Uh I'm all about free speech. If I think that you are management on there, I'll kick you, your ass off of there. Okay? I had to kick one off the other day, his first one, but to me he was management cuz the way he was asking questions and continued to dig and he was just fishing, continued to fishing. So I had my eye on him all day and finally I just said, "Hey, look, if anybody in here is management, you know, I'm going to kick you off and he kind of came back and said something, "Does kick his punk ass off?" Um, but get on there. Great things are going on on there that all 24 seven. They're on discord talking and Reddit talking about contract stuff, about work stuff, uh, great stuff going on, on there. Okay. Um, but that's going to be it for this week. Shit's hit the fan y'all. Shit has hit the fan and uh, thank God it has. I just hate I hate with everything in me that it cost the life of our dear brother, Mr. Gates, to get it going. But I told y'all last week and week before, we will take it up from here. We sure the fuck will. We will take it up from here uh, if our leaders refuse to get involved. we got business agents getting involved now, which is what we need. We've got to have that, man. We've got to have it. But people are looking into our business that need to be looking, okay? So I'm telling you, we're going to come out on top of it. We will win this. All right. Uh, I love each and every one of y'all. Please, for the love of God, stay safe. Take breaks as needed in this heat. Don't worry about scanner messages. Don't worry about that shit. If they ask you why you're taking so long, don't respond to it. You don't have to. Why are you taking so long? Don't respond to that shit. Take breaks as needed in this heat. Okay. Take breaks as needed in this heat, please. Please. Do not be bullied into hurting yourself, okay? If you need to go get air conditioning, go get air conditioning, wherever it's at. If you've got a business you can go to, to sit in there for a while to get air conditioning, do it. Stay hydrated. Drink water, Gatorade, body armor, whatever. Stay hydrated. Get you a cooler. CCAs, get a cooler. Put water in there, ice. Make sure that you're staying hydrated. Keep your heads covered. Wear a hat, Keep your head covered because you're going to sweat all that stuff you're drinking out. Okay. Keep your head covered. Wear like uh, loose clothing, right? Don't wear six or seven damn things out there. Uh, but take care of yourself, y'all. It, it's tough out there, man. It's hot as shit. I'm out there in it myself. I'll be out there in it tomorrow. Uh, it's been over 100 heat index here in Nashville. So know how to, how to gauge your body, how it works out there, how much you're going to sweat, how much you're going to need. Uh, it's important. It's important. Take care of yourselves. All right. I love each and every one of you. I do with everything in me, and I'll fight for you, brother. I'll fight for you with everything I've got. I will, and I am. Okay. See y'all. Take care of yourself. We're gonna holler at you next week and do it all over again. All right. Take care. Bye.